0: Um, my dad had been living in England for 10 years um, before we came to join him. On the day that uh, we were supposed to leave, none of us were prepared for the journey. I can remember it was a hot day, uh, about 30 degrees. We were playing marbles uh, on the ground. The ground was hard, so we'd dig a hole and see who could get their marble closest to the hole is a very sort of rudimentary way of playing bowls. You know, you play bowls, you, you roll it, then whoever gets closest is the winner, but you can knock someone else's bowl out the way. We're doing that with these tiny little marbles. And uh, this taxi arrived with my mom on the inside, and she shouted from the window, quickly go inside, get dressed and get changed, we're leaving. And it was uh, 20 minutes from the time the taxi arrived. <laughs> We were on our way out. And uh, I hadn't been to an airport before. Uh, It was strange. Uh, I hadn't been on a plane before. It was strange. Um, uh, I didn't even realize I had a passport, which is even stranger. And by the time we arrived at Heathrow, it was minus three, which was even stranger. Even stranger. It wasn't new to us that we were going to move at some point. We knew it was going to happen. But the day that it came, it was a bit of a surprise. And we weren't prepared for it. These are the kind of journeys that we're approaching here. And I, I, I don't want it to just appear that it's just that kind of journey. We each of us come to the precipice of change. We each of us come to the precipice of movement and can be surprised by it. So, um, for instance, your child grows up, and all of a sudden, it's time for them to go to school, or even scarier, it's time for them to go off to university, and all of a sudden in front of you are these days where there's silence in the house, or um, you've been working all your life, but the time to retire comes, and now there's this whole new world in front of you that you just don't even have the tools to assess how you're going to deal with. It is 30 degrees and the place you're going to is probably going to be 3 degrees or less. You've had a happy marriage. All of a sudden, your spouse passes away. You've been very healthy. All of a sudden, something happens. You're less able to do what you were able to do before. Um, these journeys into the land that is unknown that God will show us, or we will be shown, come to us, come to all of us. None of us are exempt. None of us are exempt. So what does this text offer to us uh, as a resource? Well, one is there are two different groups of people who are going to venture out into something new. One is the Egyptians, and the other is the Israelites. For the Israelites, the story of God getting them out of Egypt is one that they have hoped for. It's a long promise uh, handed to Joseph uh, that God is going to save his people from Egypt. It's a long promise, something they have hoped for. Something they have prayed for. Something that some of them even gave up on. It says it was 430 years to the very day. 430 years. None of us is 430 years old. So none of us can attest to knowing how long that is. Very few of us are nearing 100. So even that is a minor thing. I don't know how many of us have in our family memory 430 years. It's quite a long time. So if you were an Israelite who was enslaved in Egypt, the idea of freedom, the idea of being your own boss, that's new. The idea of leaving Egypt, that's new. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, up, leave my people, you and the Israelites, go worship the Lord as you have requested. So this is the very same night that the angel of the Lord has passed over and killed all the firstborns. Pharaoh sermons Moses. Says, hey, get out. Get out. Get out. And all the Israelites now have to rise up and move. And it's a bit of a surprise to them. As you can see, um, when you get to uh, verse 34, So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in cloth. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord made the Egyptians uh, favorably favorably disposed towards the people. Uh, The Egyptians, verse 33, urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise, they said, we will all die. They weren't ready to go. They had bread that wasn't ready. It hasn't been made yet. They had to carry dough unprepared. They had to carry dough unprepared. And so this night, God does something to free them. This night, they get the orders to march. And this night, they got to go. This night, they heard the news about so-and-so passing away. This night... They had to work out how to deal with it. And this night, they were no longer in the world that they were in before, but in this new one. This night, she heard the news that she had cancer. This night, she was no longer in the world that she knew before. This night, she is in the new world. The journey begins. The journey begins. And this is the difference between the Egyptians. And the Israelites. From one night to the next, the Egyptians go from having a slave workforce, having an economy that is driven by them, having a clear picture and indication of what their lives are going to be like, having firstborn children, having firstborn livestock. In one night, it's uncertain. The Israelites, on the other hand, as well, they go from, even if it's a bad certainty, it's still a certainty. They go from knowing at least where their food was going to come from, knowing at least where they were going to live, knowing the way back to their house, to all of a sudden, okay, we're going, this is fun, this is great, but where exactly are we going? Where exactly are we going? This text is a resource for those who know the God who goes before and the God who was there behind them. Because one nation is going to have someone leading them and the other one isn't. So God has worked to free the Israelites and God goes before them into the land that he is going to show them. It was God's hand at the appointed time, the right time, the time that he set that embarked the Israelites on this journey. And it is God who is going to lead them. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, because God himself stayed and watched until every individual had left the space they were in and had entered the space they were going to go into, on this night, all the Israelites are to keep vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. The question from the text to us is, um, can we see God in, in the space around us at these times when we are facing a change? Can we see him keeping watch over us? How quickly does he vanish when the bad news or the good news comes? We've got Emily over there who's probably going to at some point have to go to theological uh, college to study to be a vicar. Can she see God at that point where she's got to pack her stuff and leave? You've got me here one time soon, a couple of months. I'll have to move from here. Will I see God at that point of precipice, of change? Uh, I know for my family, we had to seek to find where God was in order to adjust to the new space. There's no two ways about it. We had to seek to see whether he was there. Prayer was one of the things that we had to do because we did not know where we were going to be. We did not know the area we were going to be living in. We had no idea. But actually, the confidence that God is there, that God is present, that it is God who liberates and it's God who directs. It's God who, and as we read the story, we will see that he is present for the Israelites. Cloud of fire during the night, cloud of smoke during the day. And he makes a decision for them not to go a certain direction so they meet the Philistines and fight them early. He makes a decision for them to go around a different way a peaceful way so they could learn what it means to be a people who are no longer under oppression or trying to fight one thing or another. He makes a way for them and he leads them and he provides for them food and water and he ensures that they are fed, they are looked after, they are encouraged, they are strengthened as they face the new world that they're about to enter into. But for the Egyptians there is no pillar of fire and there's no pillar of smoke. So I suppose what I'm saying from the text is do you have God in your life? Because the reality is these things are going to happen. These things are going to come to us. These moments of change, of shifting from one world to the next. If you don't, This is an opportunity to begin that life, that journey with him. Even if you have known him for a while, it's a chance to ask, where are you in this particular instant where I need to know your presence? Where are you in this particular instant where I need to know that you are going before me into the desert place, that you're going before me uh, to open the Red Sea, that you're going before me to give me peace in the knowledge of your presence as I face this new space, this space without my brother, my friend, my sister, uh, the, the family members who encourage me all the time, this space where I'm going to live in a new town. Are you there? Are you there? May God bless his word to us today. Amen.